Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros. Your team every day. Brett, where can they find you at? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter and at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stros. Well, it was a rematch of the 2017 World Series between the Dodgers and the Astros, and it I think it lived up to its hype. Everybody kept on looking forward to these two games, and there's going to be two more games that the Astros have to go to Los Angeles for. And there was benches clearing, there was people getting buzzed at the head, and there's just a lot going on today, and a lot more rookies making their major league debuts, and that just shows the state of the Astros' bullpen, and there's just so much to discuss about, plus the Astros only got four hits. You're not going to win too many games when you only get four hits, so we'll talk about this, and Dusty Baker is going to be here for another year, plus the rest of the coaching staff, and also Fernando Rodney could be coming to Houston pretty soon. You can get Locked On Astros on Podcast and App Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. When you get in your car, tell your smart device to play the podcast, Locked On Astros. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. So, Brett, I know that this was a late game, and I guess we got to get used to this 8-10 start, but this is something that we're going to have to deal with, I guess, for the rest of the season. But it was a loss. We know that the Astros lost. We know that there's a lot of news throughout the day, including Fernando Rodney uh, potentially coming to the Astros. I think he's going to go to Corpus Christi first and get back into plain shape. Dusty Baker's coming back. But all the focus is on what happened in tonight's game. So you want to give us a lowdown? Yeah. So, you know, Fernando Valdez, when he first entered the game, he looked really good. Um, he only threw 59 pitches, 32 were strikes. But I would say through the first three innings, he looked really good. And then, as they would say in baseball terms, the wheels started coming off. He gave up three straight hits. And then right away, like Dusty Baker pulled him. I think Dusty Baker was afraid something was going to happen, something was going to go on there. No trust. Paredes, yeah, Paredes came in and, you know, he gave a couple hits and then he he exited quickly. But it was weird because it seemed like the Astros were in command early. They had a two-run lead going into the fifth inning. And then that's when all of these runs were scored. All five of their runs were scored in one inning, Eric. The Dodgers scored five runs in a single inning. Now, after those five runs were scored in that single inning, Joe Kelly came in, who's not exactly known for his stuff, he does have a good fastball, and Blummer was talking about how he's got an ability to change speeds on you. He comes in, and he throws at Bregman. Now, I watched the replay, and I know a lot of people who aren't Astros fans are like, he wasn't throwing at him. He was throwing breaking pitches. He disguised his throwing at the Astros with inside breaking pitches. 
But when you watch him on the mound, he winds up, and when he steps, when he leaves that back foot, that front foot in his body, the trajectory of the ball has nowhere to go except somewhere on the body of that batter in that batter's box. He purposely threw at Bregman. Michael Brantley actually got on with the grand eye. He threw a couple inside on Brantley on the left side of the plate. Yuli gets up. He nearly hits Yuli in the elbow, okay? And then he's he's on the base. Wild pitch is on there. Brantley's at third. Yuli's at second. Carlos Correa gets up, and he does the same thing again. He gets set. He goes to throw, and his body and everything leans towards Correa, nearly hits Correa in the head, mind you. And that's when things got hot. Correa took off his uh, his elbow pad, and gar- and granted, these were three o pitches. And the problem I have with that is it wasn't just a little inside; it was a lot inside. It was a lot inside, and it was towards their head. If you're gonna throw at a guy's hip or his leg or whatever, but if that ball hits Bregman, it hits him in the middle of the back. If that ball hits Correa, it hits him in the helmet, and rightfully so. The Astros' benches cleared. They were literally on the third base side of the field. They were almost in the Dodgers' dugout. And the whole time, after this strikeout of Correa, okay, after Correa struck out, Kelly made some stupid childish gesture, stuck his tongue out at him or something, or said, go on, or whatever. And then Correa's like, what are you doing, man? He goes, you struck me out on a good pitch. You know, good job for you. Why are you still talking? And I, I honestly thought there was going to be a fight. I was actually kind of cheering for a fight because the Dodgers deserved to get their ass whipped tonight. That was total bullcrap from them. I'm sorry. You can put the E on this episode because I might say a few more cuss words. I'm so sick and tired of this high and mighty bullshit coming from the Dodgers. Cody Bellinger talking crap before the season. And then this happens. And then to top it off, the umpires didn't even warn anybody, didn't send any warning. It like, should have happened after Bregman, right? Exactly. It should have. And then it happened twice, but they threw at three of the batters and it didn't happen any. And then after that, the reason why Dusty Baker was so ticked off after that is because then the umpires were like, went over there and said, hey, you have a warning. If you pitch those of their batter, they're gone. And he's like, whoa, hold on. You're warning us. You need to be warning them. And it's just, it was, it was unnecessary. Okay, the first one, I get it, Eric, that's baseball, but not three batters and not sticking your foot in front of first base to almost trip up Michael Brantley, whether that was on purpose or not. It just I think that was an accident, really, probably. Yeah, I know. You're not going to really, in a moment, think about that. Ooh, let me put my foot here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, you know, at, at this point, I wouldn't trust Joe Kelly with my enemy's dog, okay? <laughs> yeah. This guy's a total a-hole and I'm sorry I've lost all respect for him especially the way he walked off the mound like a little girl and someone someone posted a picture of him like getting in a fight like beating up some Yankee guy in a Red Sox uniform and I'm like that's not the Joe Kelly that was there tonight and someone's like well he wasn't even with the Dodgers in 17 he was with the Red Sox in 2017 and the Astros beat the Red Red Sox Sox, and exactly and then was it was he with the Red Sox in 18 Uh, I'm not sure but uh I, I, yeah, I don't care I don't that much all, to look. <laughs> all I know is the most famous thing I remember him is is like breaking a window at his house because he couldn't hit a net practicing pitching in his backyard. And now he's got this crap on his hands. I think the only thing that can fix this is the Astros go out and just totally kick their butt. But tonight, it's not on this incident. It's not on Joe Kelly. It's on the Astros. The Astros offense was flat. 
Um, I know they're pitchers. I know we gave up five runs, but there's no reason with this offense that you can't match that, especially after what you did against the Mariners. I know the Mariners and the Dodgers are two different teams, but there is nothing about what the Dodgers threw at you tonight that to me seems overly special or, oh my gosh, so awe-inspiring. Let me go pitch like them. They just weren't hitting the ball. They were behind the ball a lot tonight, Eric. They were swinging and missing. They were swinging really late. They It was almost like that whole thing got in their heads because after that Correa home run, I mean, after those two runs, I don't think – I think they maybe got one more hit after that. To where I think the ninth inning was their only other hit. Yeah, where Correa, Correa got his third hit. Little, yeah, I mean, he got his third hit of the game, and that was their fourth hit of the game. And it's like, I don't know, man. I, I just – after a performance like that from the offense – it's hard to talk about the other stuff, right. but the other stuff can't be ignored. Yeah, and you look at the bullpen. The bullpen was thrown to the fire. I mean, Framer Valdez in the fifth inning struggled with everything, and all of a sudden everything just fell apart. And Dusty Baker, I mean, I granted he probably doesn't have his pitch count worked out too high, but he pulled him a little bit early. Then you put Paredes in. I believe it was a bases, bases loaded or at least runners on first and second or something. And this is a rookie. You can't put him in that situation. That's where we need somebody like Joe Smith or uh, somebody just – and for not Fernando Rodney, somebody like that. And we'll talk about that later. But Eric Stevenson, Steven on Twitter said that he wonders if there's going to be some type of suspensions after this game because this was the rule from the operating manual this year. Players or managers who leave their positions to argue with umpires come within six feet of an umpire or opposing player – or manager for the purpose of uh, argument, or engage in altercation on the field are subject to immediate ejection and discipline, including fines and suspension. So to my knowledge, nobody was ejected. I think that both sides kind of cooled off after a little bit. It, I mean, it wasn't that dramatic, but at the same time, we could be losing some people due to suspension maybe uh, one game suspension or something because MLB has to send a message. You can't just throw out the Astros and also maybe to Dusty Baker and the rest of the Astros just saying, Hey, you can't lose your cool when this happens. So we'll have to see, but how can people not lose their cool? Do you have any suggestions? I have a excellent suggestion. Here's the thing. If you're losing your cool and you're having a hard time because you have some jackass like Joe Kelly throwing at your head, then what you need to do is you need to check out CBDMD. That's right. They have an amazing duo that help you relax, regroup, recharge. And when life gets chaotic and some guy's sticking his tongue out you, then you need to go to CBD Freeze It with Menthol in an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. Or after you knock the guy's teeth out, maybe you can give him CBD Recover. Combine CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds, no pun intended, like Arnica and B and vitamin B6 to give the support you need where it matters most. And make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has an offer for you. They're offering our listeners 25% off your next order. Use a promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. So once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code Locked on MLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. Well, if you get suspended or and you have to actually get a ride to the ballpark or something like that, and your vehicle is having issues, then why just go to a auto 
parts place. Go to a place where you can get the part you need right for your car. I mean, there's many different models out there, so it's hard to if you go to auto parts store, you have to deal with some teenager who probably doesn't know what you're looking for and he'll ask you a million questions when you could just go to rockauto.com and get what you need and save 30 to 50% less. And so just go to rockauto.com. Chain stores have a different price tiers for professional mechanics than do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're reliably low. RockAuto.com offers the lowest price possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everyone and does not require membership or um, account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals as do-it-itselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your cars or trucks. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Astros podcast. We're just kind of wrapping up the game today. Yes, the Astros lost 5-2. to two. There were some positives in this game, like Carlos Gray had a homer and went 3-4, for four, and we got to see a couple more of the young pitchers pitch, and they didn't pitch terribly, but the, especially the two making their debut today. Yeah, you had, you had Scrub and Rodriguez come out there. They pitched combined four and two-thirds innings. Scrub had two strikeouts. Rodriguez had one. They did give up four hits. Scrub gave up three walks. (laughs) Scrub gave up three walks, but there were no runs scored. No runs, no earned runs, no runs at all. So they both came out with a perfect ERA. And well, they let well, Scrub allowed inherited runs. So that's something to think about. Okay. Well, that's true. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Well, you know what? Yeah. (laughs) When I, when I go back and, and I replay the game. Something I, you know, just in a game like this, you have to pick out the positive yeah, things, the, the good things. And Rodriguez really was in a in a lose lose situation unless the Astros came back and powered into the lead and took the lead. Maybe he has a chance to get his first major league win, something like that. But at the end of the day, for the most part, Eric, the rookies, the young guys, have actually done a pretty good job. It's the veterans that haven't done their part for the most part when it comes to the runs that have been given up. And so it's good to see at the end, you would have liked to have that in the middle. I would have loved, I really thought Valdez was going to go six innings today strong and he really looked like he was on his way there. And then he just gave up those hits. And so we do have another day. We do have another game. They've got to come back to Minute Maid Park. I don't know if they have announced the the starter, but I'm assuming the starter is going to be. So who do you think the starter is going to be for tomorrow's game? Well, duh. I called it in yesterday's game. I said it's probably or yesterday's podcast. I said it's going to be Christian Javier because he's been built up his pitch count. He Like that one time he pitched, he threw 77 pitches. And so I think that he is stretched out. He can probably give you five innings tomorrow. And Dusty Baker confirmed that before game. But there's a little caveat. He said, it's probably going to be Christian Javier, but we have no idea who's going to be used in this game. And luckily, the Astros called up a scrub. 
I just like saying that, a scrub, and then Nivaldo Rodriguez because that means that they had extra pitchers on their staff where they did not have to use Javier because unlike the other two pitchers, Valdez did at least last four and one-thirds innings, so he got out of that, past that fourth inning mark, but uh, we need the pitchers to get past that fifth inning mark, and I understand that a lot of the reason is because of shortened uh, summer camp, if you want to call that, and that's probably also why we're dealing with so many injuries right now, and Joe Biagini, it's a miracle. He's having elbow issues too, and Chris Davinsky's having issues, and then you have Ryan Presley having issues, but I think that Click said that they're probably that uh, Presley and Davinsky, Davinsky are likely to avoid the IL. But somebody did hit the IL today, and I know fans are a little bit happy about that. Who would that be? Joe Biagini, the funny man. Sorry, you know, here's the thing. I don't. I don't. Full disclosure. I don't ever want anybody injured. I don't. I don't care how much I like you or don't like you. That is neither here nor there. Um, you've clearly made it to a level of baseball. I will obviously never make it to. But Joe Biagini really has no business being on this roster. He just is not good enough. Now, I say that amongst our pitching woes we saw in the game against the Dodgers. But at the same time, Biagini has never given me confidence. Like, when I think, who would I want to go into a game in the fifth inning to help shore things up? Joe Biagini would never be in that scenario. It's just... He's just one of those guys. I just, I just don't think he has it. So it's intriguing, Eric, the people that they're looking at outside of the organization to come in because we are in a desperate need. And it is crazy the amount of shoulder and elbow injuries we are seeing right now. Yeah, I apologize. Uh, B. Genie did not have elbow issues. That's every other pitcher, it seems like. But he has right shoulder discomfort. So that's something a little bit different. So uh, if he's not able to... Uh, like rotate his shoulder well if it hurts him when he throws I can see why he's not really effective but so yeah so the Astros are going to Sugarland. they're watching the Skeeters play and they're saying hmm that Fernando Rodney guy didn't he used to be good yeah he's 43 but he pitched on the World Series champion Nationals last year so he's got to be good but if you look at his record from last year he was 0-5 with the 566 ERA and he didn't have more strikeout like more than one strikeout per inning but he is who he is he's a guy who could still throw in your mid 90s and throw a uh, I think it's a uh, changeup and a slider in the mid 80s so he still has stuff he is ground ball pitcher but he's not gonna fix the bullpen if you look at the bullpen right now Roberto Asuna is the only healthy guy in the bullpen. That's scary. He's the only guy in the bullpen with more than a year worth of service time. And this is scary. The Astros, seven pitchers have made their MLB debuts for the Astros this year. And we're five games in. Five game, games in. This is crazy what we're seeing. This has never happened before because normally a World Series contender like this is better prepared for the bullpen. But because of everything that's happened and all the injuries and then Joe Smith opting out, this is where the Astros are. And I wrote about this today at the Crawfish Boxes. And it just, it's just crazy where we're at. It is. It is a absolute bizarre world. I am not surprised when anything happens. Bud Norris? Very, Bud Norris happening? Again? Do you think? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like when you, when you sent me a text message about Bud Norris, I was like, what? But is he, oh, the pitcher? 
Wow, that's interesting. The same guy yeah, very... that criticized uh, the Astros. Wasn't he the one that criticized the Astros for um, Mark Appel pitching in the bullpen? Or is that somebody else? Yeah, or, you know what? I don't know. Jared Cosart. I just, I just know um, Bud Norris, you know, he's had some success as a back-end reliever, you know. He was a closer at Cardinals for a year or I, two, I think. Yeah, I know. But, but, you know, here's the deal. It's like when I saw Fernando Rodney, I'm like, oh, cool. Like five years ago, that would have been awesome. Someone actually tweeted me, and it was actually one of our former guests, Barry Bloom. He basically said, he goes, oh, well, you know, good luck with that. He goes, be careful because um, he's a heart stopper or something like that. And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, well, he's the guy that makes a 5-3 lead, turn to 5-5, five to five, then go 7-5 to five in like three pitches. <laughs> he goes, I was like, well, crap. I was like, dang it. I was like, well, you know, I don't remember him being stellar as of late. I know he used to be. He was really, really solid there for a while. But right now, maybe what they do need is someone who's going to go in and not feel the pressure because they are a veteran. Maybe that's a boost of confidence he needs. And who knows? Maybe he can have a little run and get a couple holds, you know, get some strikeouts, keep the runs off the board from the other team. Be that veteran guy in the bullpen is what I'm thinking of. I know they have Roberto Asuna and there's other people who are probably present, but it, it means something to have somebody in the bullpen that you can talk to that's been there, done that. He's been a closer before. He's been a, I'm sure he's been an opener. I'm sure he was part of the opener trend, but at the same time, I just, I don't get what's going on. The Astros are, it seems, somebody said on Twitter, they seem desperate right now. And they are because they're, They've made all these plans to rely on Joe Smith and Brad Peacock and Austin Pruitt. Those guys are not here right now. So according to Mark Berman, the Astro scouts were at Constellation Field in Sugarland watching former Astros pitcher Bud Norris pitching tonight. Norris pitched from Astros between 2009 and 2013, and he last pitched in the MLB. I guess I can't say in the MLB because people are saying you can't put the the in from MLB. So in MLB, well, that just sounds weird. Anyway, uh, yeah, wait, hold on, hold on. Who said that? Well, you can't say the. Did someone tell you that literally? No, this is all over Twitter. People are saying you're not supposed to say the MLB. You're just supposed to say MLB, and I'm like, well, in that oh. sentence, it sounded like I had to say the. But anyway, last time he pitched in MLB, that just sounds weird. Was 2018. <laughs> so this is yes, the Astros are desperate right now. Yes, they've had seven pitchers make their major league debut so far this year yes it's alarming but same times we're five games in we got what 55 game more games to go in a postseason this is scary and hopefully the bullpen can get healthy but austin pruitt it doesn't it sounds like he had setback and he may not pitch too much this year plus fernando rodney the 40-man roster is full who are you gonna release or put on the 60-day il to get him up here. You're going to have to get somebody off that 40 man roster. Yeah, that's true. And I don't, you know, I'm always going to try to err on the side of optimism and I don't, I don't think all is lost. I still think we have one of the best offenses in the league. I know tonight it didn't look like it and like, okay. So going back to this MLB thing, I don't get that. <laughs> like those are the same people that when I say, how are you doing? 
and they say, well, and I'm going and they'll ask me, how am I doing? I'll, I'll say good. And they're like, well, you're not supposed to say good. You're supposed to say, well, that's the same person. It's really annoying. Anyways. So the MLB, the major league baseball, no. as we'll call it just to piss people off. This will be the wave of locked on Astros, the MLB. Okay. I just said it again. Here's, here's the thing. What we have to do is we have to trust that Brent Strom and their pitching coach staff and Dusty Baker are going to put their heads together and figure out a plan. Number one, the players aren't going to panic. Number two, the players have been through dry spells before. Number three, Springer hasn't even got going yet. Springer, he is one for 20. He's one for 20. This is crazy. He is. He is. He's, he is off to an Alex Bregman type start to the year. We all remember when Alex first came up, you know, his first 26, 27 at bats, he was over. And, We've seen Altuve go through stretches. The problem with the 60-game season is you are now under the microscope more than ever, and everything's magnified. So, yes, it's a small sample size. So Springer, I believe, will turn this thing around. I believe he'll get on with his hitting game. Fernando Rodney may come in and get a save here or there. He may come in and get a few strikeouts. The bottom line is this. Let's stand Christian Javier tomorrow. Let's go just all out tomorrow let's hit the ball let's rake and every time you hit a home run let's point at that dodgers dugout point at them and say what's up now big poppy or something i mean or do jock peterson's money oh yeah do the do the like johnny manzel jock peterson money symbol or okay eric i've got a question for you the burning question is this will astros pitchers ever retaliate um, this year, I don't know. I think all eyes are going to be on them, and I think maybe we'll see something. But it depends on what the score is tomorrow. If the Astros are trailing, I don't see that. I mean, if it's close game, if the Astros have a big lead or are losing really bad, I could possibly see it. But I don't know. I don't know what type of manager Dusty Baker is, and uh, to kind of go off of that. Uh, the Astros today announced that they're extending his contract to next year. If you remember during the offseason, they said it was a one-year deal with a second-year option. The Astros decided to give Dusty Baker a the, the second year, and that way he's not really a lame duck manager. He has he's gonna be he knows he's gonna be here next year, so he can f- not just focus on this year, but focus on what's best for the team next year. And a lot of people are like, well, I guess after four games, they decided he's the perfect fit for him. I th- still think that he's the perfect fit for this team right now. But at the same time, this guy wants to win a World Series, and I think with the Astros, he does have a good chance. It all depends on what happens to Dust uh, with Justin Verlander. But at the same time, I think that if with the second year, I think we'll see a lot more happen with the Astros. So this is what James Click had to say about Dusty Baker. Dusty has been a perfect fit for our ball club. His knowledge of the game and experience has been invaluable to us in the uh, first few months with the club. We're excited to see him in Astros uniform again next year. And Dusty Baker on uh, the team right now, he said that we're not at full strength and healthy, but we've got to find a way to win. And on his extension, he said, my reaction was I've been a lame duck manager four or five times. I was one of the lamest ducks there is walking around. Feels pretty good not to be a lame duck. 
and this is the best I've been treated for a while. And I believe two other coaches got extended as, as well. Yes, that was Brent Strom and um, Gary Pettis both got extended. So that means that they're going to keep their coaching staff intact, and it means that they are looking to build with what they have. My big question is, what about George Springer? Because I really think that deal needs to get done soon. And the reason why I say that is because I really think this is playing a part. I know he said it's not, but something's not right. I don't know. Maybe his, maybe his timing's off. Um, I know he was swinging under a lot of pitches today. He was going down on the knee, which means he was over-swinging a lot, not making really any contact, not even solid contact. I mean, he hit the ball, but it was nothing. I mean, Carlos Correa, when he got two outs yesterday, he hit two massive line drives to center field. He's hitting the ball. He's squaring the ball up well. So at the end of the day, I don't know what the Astros are going to do after Dusty Baker, but we don't need to worry about that because right now we've got him. I think he feels appreciated. I think that means a lot. I like what I saw tonight, Eric. I like how he went out and fought for his guys. He stood up for his guys. He is a player's manager, and I think right now that's what we need. Yeah, I agree with you, and uh, we'll have to see. But one thing this does do is this puts to bed any notion of the Astros bringing back A.J. Hinch next year. I know that was something that uh, has been kind of floating on uh, Twitter. And let's say the season gets canceled. His suspension is, uh, the wording is, he can return, He can um, he's suspended until after the 2020 World Series. So what if there's never a 2020 World Series? Will he be suspended for the rest of his life? So that's something right. that I have to consider. But uh, Well, you know, here's, well, you know, here's the thing. I just, I just want to jump in here on this. I think it's insane that people thought he was going to come back, Eric. I'll just be real honest with you. I, I've never thought for one second. I've never been on that boat. Now, do I want A.J. Hinch as our manager? Yes. Would love that. Yes, I do. But I have been under no – and I don't know where that's come from. Oh, well, that's good. We'll have Dusty Baker fill in and then A.J. I never saw A.J. Hinch coming back. The way they bungled, the way they fumbled this whole thing, it was, it was a PR nightmare the way they were let go. I don't think Jim Crane – would let A.J. Hinch come back in. I actually see him going to the New York Mets, to be honest with you, as much as people hate hate to hear me say that. Yeah, I agree but, with that. Yeah, so uh, I guess it's time for clickbait before we end the podcast. And this is the clickest of all the clickbaits that I think that James Click has said. Uh, somebody said, how are Jordan's knees on the reports you're getting about his knees? And Click said, I have... I haven't had any reports about his niece. So that was so vague. And it's like, well, I guess they're saying that it's not a knee issue. So people are still wondering what's going on with him. And I know that he's going to come back at some point this year. He's not ready to start hitting yet. So we'll have to see what's going on. But uh, the Astros still plan for Jose Arquiti to come back at some point in the rotation this year because they remember what he did in playoffs, especially in the World Series and that start. And so I think that uh, they're going to try to give him some time to ramp up because we don't know what he's been doing while he's been out of action. So there's still a lot of questions about this team. But over time, once people starting start getting healed, I think you're going to see a much better team. And uh, this team is already 3-2. and two. They've lost two games, one to the Mariners, one to the Dodgers. So hopefully they win tomorrow's game. 
Uh, Christian Javier's got a pitch to game of his life because that Dodgers lineup, it's not anything to laugh at. They ha- do have a good lineup. Their pitching staff is a little weak right now. And like you said, uh, Walker Buehler, he's pitched a lot better than he's pitched today, but the Astros didn't really get to him that good. And the, the bullpen held him down. So tomorrow's another day, or I guess today, cause this is after midnight, but uh, <laughs> I think that's all we're going to do for this podcast. And I uh, thank you for listening. Make sure you go listen to our friend Soli over at the locked on MLB podcast, and we'll be back tomorrow.